0: Welcome to Single Track Session Number 126, part of the Trail Manners Podcast. We've got a little different show for you today. We've talked about it uh, just within the past month, so just a little bit of pressure um, for our our guest host on the Single Track Session. We've never—I don't think we've ever had a guest host on the Single Track Session. And depending on how the day goes, we'll see if we ever have one going forward. So a little yeah. bit of pressure. Hopefully I don't ruin it for <laughs> for anybody going forward. We wouldn't want that. So we've got Preston Wood. He's going to be joining us for a single track. It's just going to be how we normally do it. He's just going to throw another voice in, and he's got some things to, to go across, too. So thanks for uh, coming out and being our first, I think, ever guest
1: ever guest host on single track? I'm pretty sure. Well, that's quite the honor. But it's been a few a lot years. A lot of pressure. Yeah, my is. palms are sweaty. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> I don't throw up or something. Or you know? drop the mic. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we'll jump into it here. We got a few
0: things going first. Um, uh, Gunner, he, he was four. He turned four on Sunday. So those that didn't see that and didn't hear about it last week, you get to hear about it again because he is my buddy. So Gunner was there. And also, something I've talked about for quite a long time on the show... I uh, have done yoga. You finally got her done. In my apartment. Okay. <laughs> well, that's pretty close to the front. <laughs> it, it is. So um, there's a Trail Matters listener out there, and uh, I got an email saying, hey, we could do it like virtually. Like, here's a link. You can do like whatever it. you do. There's a whole bunch of like classes you can do. Um, and so they're like, you can do one, and then every Sunday we'll email and see how it goes. Cause, okay. You know, I, they're more. I think uh, her name it's Kate. I won't say the rest of the name just in case. But anyway, so she's done yoga before, but she's like, you know, after having kids and be, you know, doing everything, yeah. she's like, I don't want to go back. I'm not back into the yoga scene yet. So maybe we can hold each other accountable. I'm like, all right, that that helps. So I've done two different courses online, and the first one, um, I just went and they have like a search box, and I did uh, beginner for runners and it's pulled up one thing and it was all about like knees
1: and quads and ankles and calves. Yeah. It was only 10 minutes long, but it wore me out pretty quick. Well, yeah. I mean, you've already <laughs> surpassed my vast knowledge of yoga, it was, which is none. It was
0: brutal. And Then I did another one that, uh, was like totally beginner from the ground up and you know, it was okay. You know, just trying to to grasp it, but I have done
1: yoga twice now. Well, that's awesome. You even sounds like you got a coach, basically. Yeah, that's holding like, you accountable. Yeah, and it's great. I think the worst part about it is I was, you know, it's like I don't like being
0: judged, right, in a yeah. classroom setting. So I'm like, oh, this is cool. I look over, and my dogs just giving me these weird looks the whole just, time. He's judging the world. What crap in the world so, is going on? So when I do my next one, I'm gonna lock him in the bedroom, and I'm gonna be like, you're in timeout until I'm done. Because uh, it's pretty embarrassing. Well, so. next step is across the street then, right? That's going to take some time. Hey, I, I realized even more how not flexible I am. When I was doing some of the poses, like, my feet would fall asleep. <laughs> Just these weird things. I'm like Yeah, I'm sure that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> that hasn't been moved like that in a while. <laughs> yeah right? It's like, oh your ankle bends that way. Right on. So yeah, it's I've well, got good. some ways to go. Yeah, that's a big step though. Yeah, for me it is. It really is. Um so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But i uh, have someone holding me accountable. Um it's there's so many to choose from I'm on some downtime which I have right now, so it, uh I know it's good, I know it's healthy, I know I should be doing
1: it, but uh doing something and, and knowing it is two different things. well there you go now you just opened it up to all the listeners to give you more suggestions i know for people that actually know what they're doing
0: and i'm gonna pull up let's see i'm gonna grab the website just so like people could maybe there's someone else out there it's called well i mean it's pretty it's uh do yoga with me.com it's free right so it's just you go and click and you can break it down into how long you want it if you're a beginner if you're an expert, which I don't know how many of those are out there, um, and then length, right? So you can kind of cater it to, I don't know, to what you're doing. It's got difficulty, um, beginner, intermediate, advanced, length, all the way up to 60-plus minutes. Style, there's a ton of styles, and even teachers. with wow. There's a whole bunch of different teachers can on people, here, so if you can find Can people someone...
1: do yoga for 60 minutes? That's it, a long time. So, yeah, the timeline Holy is cow. like
0: 0 to 20, 21 to 40, 41 to 60, and 60-plus. 60 Wow. So I know they have like hour long yoga Jeez. classes, but, and I know they do it like in that, that Bikram or Bikram where it's mm-hmm. really hot. Yeah. I couldn't imagine 60 minutes and just being hot for just 60 minutes. Go to the Vasa <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do some there. hot yoga in there, fit right in. <laughs> some downward, I would say downward dog because that's the only one I know. Tree pose is one, I guess. I I couldn't tell you a single pose. Maybe I that's probably what I'll, need to work on it. Maybe that's what I'll start doing every week is announcing a new pose. That you did? Yeah. I like that. Just say, hey, I did this one. You can use the podcast to hold you accountable as well. I do. Uh, what I've been focused on lately is the sleeping man pose. <laughs> I've been working on the eating man pose. Yeah, I've I've, oh, come to me, I've mastered that one, man. I'm a master of that one. Um, so, yeah, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, doyogawithme.com is a pretty cool resource for those that uh, want to do yoga at home, I guess. Uh, maybe there's more websites out there, but this one works for me. So. Perfect. And thanks, Kate, for uh, getting me off that, that lump there. So uh, Next up. So, yeah, this weekend I was just talking to you about it. I have my first soccer tournament as a coach. So I've been coaching. I picked it up in October. We have a tournament down in St. George. It's been super fun
1: to train these kids since October, but now I'm nervous. Yeah, now I the can pressure, the
0: pressure's on now. You're living,
1: you're living my dream though. Oh. I don't know if you knew that. Uh-uh. I so I coached high school football for 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 five years. Nice. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a high school football coach, and yeah. then I realized there was zero dollars <laughs> in that. <laughs> as much as I love kids yep. and helping kids, and so i i i know what you're feeling yeah um it's it's a big deal you want them to do so well and i'm sure they will and i'm nervous like from the parent standpoint
0: <laughs> like it was like oh this guy you know like you know they come to practice
1: now and then and that's different but now if we play games and we don't do well like what did what did the kids learn from this well, kid's cat how many soccer coaches hold a world record in soccer I know a few just because they were my teammates. There you go. But not many in Utah. <laughs> no. But I, I, mean,
0: I was the same as you because I coached high school soccer for four years. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I absolutely broke it down to, and I did this, I broke it down to how much I get paid per hour, but only when I was on the field. Okay. And anybody out there that's coached any sport, you know you're on on the field, on the court, in the wherever, gym, whatever, in the pool coaching but then you go home yeah right and you think about it and you're coming up with schemes or plans or training sessions always. or everything right so just on the field the, the physically on the field I was making seven cents
1: an hour when I coached yeah. high school yeah no it's it's ridiculous <laughs> yes. like a head high school football coach spends countless hours oh, yeah. and they get like a twenty five hundred dollar stipend yeah it's like, and right on thanks yeah my wife used to tease me I used to be I would always I'm kind of an offensive guy in football and I would I'd be writing plays and drawing up plays against defenses like constantly, and she'd just laugh. You know, I still have like notebooks and notebooks full of just junk. Um, Yeah. It's how it is. It's just lots of dedication, and you, so you want them to do well. And they do.
0: And these kids are so fun. They're, they're uh, under 13, so like 12, like, 6th and 7th grade, mainly 6th grade. Still graders. really excited to be playing. Yeah. yeah, and they're good kids. All of them are good kids, so it'll be interesting to see how well we do this weekend. I'm this, sure it'll go well. President's Day tournament, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And how would we be? It's This show launches on Thursday, February 14th. So I want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day, a happy Valentine's Day and a happy Galentine's Day. So we got them all, I hope. Yeah, right? So if you're if you have someone significant other, happy Valentine's Day. If you're a dude that doesn't, happy Valentine's Day and if you're a lady that doesn't, happy Galentine's Day. All everybody. inclusive, all here inclusive in manners. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right. Um, And I'm going to buy me a big old fat juicy steak for Valentine's Day. That sounds like a great (laughs) idea. I'm going to have to cook it here so I don't have to sit. (laughs) Or I could That'd be kind of cool, huh? Get a reservation at a nice restaurant by myself. Yeah. And just have Valentine's dinner by myself. How cool would that be? Table for two, but I'm just here by myself. Just by myself. I'm just rolling solo. Have a wine. It's a a power
1: move for sure. Yeah. That's a power move.
0: Or if I even ordered two meals and then just sat on each chair. Right? talk to your people would talk to yourself yeah i'd they, be all over instagram and, <laughs> look at this guy yeah, facebook and all those little apps so but yeah i hope everybody has a great time in this manufactured holiday that i call valentine's day um and did you see um now we'll get into some running all right because i think sometimes people want to hear about
1: that i don't know um, did you see the Orcas Islands 100 was canceled? Yeah, I did see that. Oh. I, I didn't look into it too much. I was a little preoccupied this weekend. Yeah, a little bit. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I heard that it canceled. I mean, how often does that happen well, where they cancel a race? Well, and they had the
0: well, one the weekend before, yeah. you know, the shorter distances that they got it in right before the weather turned. Uh-huh. And the Pacific Northwest has been getting slammed. Yeah, I've been right? seeing
1: they're calling it snowmageddon out yeah, there because they got snow. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's, uh, but know? like
1: they got legitimate snow, yeah. not just like a, a skid or something. Yeah.
0: And so the the Orcas Island, I mean, it, the wind came and blew trees down, fifty, sixty mile an hour gusts. Snow was in the forecast. And I'll tell you what, there's there's a lot of good race directors out there, but James Varner, to me, is still one of the, the best. Um, and I know, as a race director, that call to cancel a race. And, and I think about it, too. It's like, okay, if we canceled a local race, if you're local, right? Yeah. You're talking about this is a true destination race. I mean, I know there's a lot of Pacific Northwesters. Well, there was a big it, but, group
1: of people from our area that yeah. went up
0: the weekend before yep. to run the shorter distances. So it's like you cancel it, and you got airfare, hotel, the fees, the training, and that's got to be hard. Yeah. Um, but I will say that I saw nothing but, you know, just I don't know, good comments um, for them making the right call. And basically what it came down to is just safety. Yeah. And that's at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Um, But it's unfortunate it does get canceled. But I think they made the right call, especially after seeing he kept showing Pictures
1: of the course where they had to go and, like, try the best they could to get get it ready yeah. before they are like, yeah, there's no way. Well, and just the damage that it would have done to the trail system probably wouldn't have been worth it. I mean, uh-huh. I, I don't think it's a huge hundred. I think they have to limit the numbers yeah. because of where it's at. But, uh, I mean, that it still would have done some pretty big damage. And even the camping areas were yeah. safe for people to stay there. So, I
0: mean, it was just some – I don't know. It's just uh, some food for thought when you think about, you know, as a runner. I mean, I, I'm happy I've been on both sides of the coin, but – I don't think sometimes people, and I think it's getting better now the more you talk to people, but they don't see sometimes what goes into putting on an event, you know, and at the end of the day, it truly is about runner safety. I mean, we have a small races here and it's always, okay, what's your emergency evacuation plan? Yeah. You know, thankfully for us, where it's like, well, let's roll them down the hill, you know, <laughs> and then we'll go right across the street to the hospital. Yeah. But when you're on an island
1: or, you know, yeah, what back do you do in the mountains on a hundred, yeah, you trouble. Know, some, is help going to be able to get there, right? Mm-hmm. If there's a big storm. So you got to take a lot of things into consideration. So
0: uh, hats off to James, though. I know that was probably a tough call, but uh, hats off to him for for making the right decision. And I can't imagine the anguish and the gut, (laughs) feeling in the gut when you have to make that final decision. Yeah. And I'm going to not talk too much about this, but I'm going to leave it. Um, I saw this, and I'm going to leave a link to it on our um, show notes. But there was uh, Ultra Running Magazine posted this little article that somebody did on uh, beer and run pairing guide. Um, and they had some, uh, what do you call it, some, uh, I don't say rules, but they had some guidelines on how they did it. They did it in like a micro bruise and they kind of did it if you had a race in such and such an area, they would pull beers from that area. So, I um, saw that. Yeah, so like runs, you know, where where your run is, the
1: distance and things like that. It's pretty interesting. Um Does it seem pretty sophisticated and detailed to you as a beer drinker? So I wouldn't know. I don't know the people that wrote it,
0: Uh and I think you can anybody could do this, but I don't know. I think to me, I don't know. There's, I don't. I think it's too broad. Yeah. There's so many beers out there and so many tastes. I mean, for example, recovery, run type that recovery, Um, beer pairing was pilsner or session, Um, then author's pick and then honorable mentions yeah so author's pick was ipa um then you go to honorable mentions to pilsner and ipa and probably a session and i'm like okay i don't and then they kind of give you an idea why. yeah but i think you could make a case for anything so
1: they didn't even pick like real specific beers no necessarily they did or... yeah they
0: would come in like, like go to ipa Scrimshaw, oh, okay. prima pilsner so yeah. they did have some um ones that they they called out in particular but uh I don't know. It- <laughs> Worth a look, probably. Okay, this is scary. I got my laptop in front of me. We're okay. talking about beer. I just got a text just this second from Turtle Miller Uh-oh. of a picture of beer. Uh-oh. And it says, oh, my God, Becky. That's what it is <laughs> It's the Sea Quench Ale Session Sour. He took a picture of it and just sent it to me.
1: So, how funny is that from dog fishing? So, head? is your computer listening or is Turtle listening through the computer? Like, what's he's going on here? A, he's probably got like a virus yeah, in here. For
0: sure. He's the one that keeps throwing me all these weird websites to look at. I'm sure, too. <laughs> That's pretty crazy timing. It you know? is. That but anyway, is. I'll, I'll post the. Uh, I'm interested to see what people think. So, if you want to make a comment on the Facebook post of this, I'm interested on this uh, Ultra Running magazine article on beer pairings and runs. I'm sure there was some science and some ideas that went into it, but uh, for me, like, you know, they got a 50K and, and the, the beer pairing's a brown ale or a nut brown, and I'm thinking, man, there's no way I'm going to finish a race and have it for me, my taste. Yeah. And then a 50 mile, they've got a porter. So those are heavier. Yeah, super heavy. And I'm like, man, there's no way I could finish a 50-mile You'd want something it. light, right? Yeah. Or or something refreshing. Yeah. Right? And so a porter, those aren't refreshing to me. You know, 100-mile, they have a stout. Um, I is, guess that is, could go either way. Is Bud Light on the list anywhere? No, that's the funny thing. So they basically said, <laughs> sorry, no uh, silver bullets, PBRs, or mass-produced domestic Oh, come breeders. on. So... I mean, PBR is kind of the go-to. It is for the most go-to. It's, anyway. it's probably the number one beer of trail runners. <laughs> yeah, probably. I it mean, it it's, it's the one race. that I see
1: the most at races.
0: And then this is what they did on this race-specific pairing. So they had, they named a few races, some of the big ones, and whatever state it's in. Then they would go to the author's pick for a beer. So Western states, the beer was Pliny the Elder. Again, uh, from Russian River, and a beer drinker, you know which one's Pliny is um, again, good beer, but definitely to me very overhyped <laughs> um, hard rock, hard rock from Colorado there's is an oak aged yeti imperial stout from Great Divide. I couldn't imagine trying to drink one of those after, after hard, hard rock and I don't I've never run hard rock, but I'm just thinking. I'm watching <laughs> Could runners you drink come it across soft rock. I couldn't even drink it while I was watching hard rock. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as Utah. long as you get it inside an aid station, all <laughs> yeah. right. No, That's right. nothing That's outside right. of, a, of an aid station. Yeah, they should have put an asterisk. There. <laughs> I think these are finish line beers. Okay. Um, and then we, locally here, Wasatch in Utah, they had the big bad Baptist Imperial Stout from Epic, which is a good stout but again i'm thinking after a hundred that would totally just light you up yeah one of those big big powerful beers would just light you you'd be finished <laughs> like yeah it was awesome and you'd be out cold just drooling on yourself and doing left turns nonstop <laughs> or something you know good yeah <laughs> So anyway, I'll, I'll put a link to that because it's pretty interesting, and I, I tip my hat to the authors for putting that together because it is fun, um, and I guess realistically you could
1: argue no matter whose taste it is because it's a taste thing. Right? Yeah, for sure. You talk about what would you eat after you finished a race. Yeah. And it's like you know, everybody's got a different idea, and, and it's different every race. Yeah, because that's the thing yeah. is I know I finished Wasatch the first year I did it, man. I was – they had sandwiches like they yeah. did cold
0: cuts, and I just was like, I need a McDonald's quarter pounder with yeah, cheese. Do. And I don't eat those. But it sounded so good, so I ate it. Yeah. Second time I ran Wasatch, I'm like, I can't wait for that
1: finish. I'm like, oh, that sounds disgusting. Come on, you always Ronald is always a good <laughs> Ronald is always a good choice. Oh, I don't know if I could stomach something. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: all right, let's get into a little bit of running now. So we'll get into. Uh, Boy, there's a lot to talk about, really, this week, and we won't get too deep. We won't go too far down the rabbit hole on a lot of this, but um, I guess we'll lead off with a non-race thing. Um, the Hornet was back at it again. Um We'll put a link to that because it's pretty interesting. Um, Killian, um, last Friday, he went to uh, do a record of the most vertical feet gained in 24 hours. On skis. On skis. Yeah, on skis. <laughs> In Norway. So he averaged 3,208 feet per hour. Wow. Up and down 51 times to basically did 77,000 feet. That's incredible. And the quote that comes from this is, I don't know why I'm doing it, is what kind of came to his mind at one yeah. point during that. And you know what, uh, Killian, I would say that right this second.
1: Yeah, I saw <laughs> some pictures and some different things coming out from it. And and he looked worse than probably any hundred miler I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, he would just look hammered. And he really went for it. And I mean you gotta give a guy a lot of props for doing something that's not a race just to do it, right? Like, hey, I'm gonna challenge myself right now. I mean that's that's a big undertaking. And the record was sixty eight thousand. So we beat it by almost Ooh. ten. Right? Put yeah, put almost
0: ten grand on it. And so trail runner Trailrunner put kind of what it's compared to. So it's compared to climbing Mount Everest 2.6 times from sea level in Mm -hmm. one day. Yeah. Right? That's that's ridiculous. Or, you know, for people that uh, aren't familiar with Everest – I don't know who that would be. Uh, climbing to the top of the Empire State Building about 53 times in a day. Sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds like a good day in the mountains. I live on the fourth floor of this complex, which is the top, and I take the elevator once in a while. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think I would probably every time. <laughs> I've been really good Four at taking floors. the stairs. Yeah. That's but, a lot of stairs. Yeah. Or, for the trail runner world out there, it is the equivalent to sprinter vans on top of each other, then climbing... Um, Let's see. Stacking 9,277 average sprinter vans on top
1: of each other than climbing in one day. So that, that's I kind of lost a, track of the number because it was such a big number. 9,277 yeah, sprinters on top bigger of Bigger than each. my mind can I handle. don't know how you'd get the... Yeah, how do you even, yeah that'd be harder. Than the, once you get to that top one, that would be hard to put it on They just wanted of. to throw Sprinter vans in there. <laughs> that's hashtag what I'm saying. hashtag like, van life, yeah. just out of nowhere. How many Volkswagen buses is that? Yeah. It's got to be over 10. it That'll be 10,000. How many Priuses is that? <laughs> uh, he's lost a list. Yeah, sorry. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I was just throwing out a nice economical yeah, vehicle there.
0: <laughs> I, Carbon footprint hey, helper,
1: you know? there's nothing. I was sorry. I, I was not taking a jab at Prius owners. No, I, was just saying I think Priuses are cool. Hey. I, really, I still do. They're
0: quiet though. They scare me. All right, so let's get into some other running news. So why don't you uh, lead us off with Rufa, since you uh, I only volunteered from four a.m. to about nine a.m. and you uh,
1: ran the race. So. Yeah, it was good to see you there. It's always it's always nice to see familiar faces at races, and this one was full of them for me. And well, so for those that don't know, Rufa is a. I mean, they've talked about it several times on the podcast. It's a it's Rufa is an acronym for running up for air. It's a, a fundraiser for Breathe Utah. Um, that Jared Campbell organized originally on Grandeur Peak in Salt Lake, and this year was the first year on Maylands here in Ogden. So the same day, there was several hundred people going up and down either Grandeur Peak or Mayland's Peak here in Ogden as many times as possible. And it it's pretty hard. Uh, <laughs> so no, so it was, it was an awesome day here, here in Ogden. We had great conditions. Trails were perfect. We got snowed on for two or three hours, but nothing too, too bad. Um, so for, there was a couple real notable, notable performances, uh, for me. Uh first of all in the six hour Mike Ambrose here, oh, yeah. Solomon, Mike Ambrose, um works for Solomon here locally. He did five laps in the six hour race. That's pretty stout. Five laps. I mean, so we're talking the the round trip's about six miles with about twenty three hundred feet. He did that five times in less than six hours. Uh so it it ended up being a fifty K with almost twelve thousand feet of vertical gain. Uh he just hammered and it was inspiring. I'm um, in the 12 hour race um Gabe Joyce inventor of trail running yep. um he put together a pretty good day with 8 laps and Carrie Meter Hauser I think I'm saying that right here she's from here in Utah did 7 for the women those were the top performances and then here's here's the biggest performance ever probably Arufa and I'm biased cuz <laughs> this guy is this guy is my homie but Ian Ferris from Draper Utah did 15 laps on Malin's fifteen—that's crazy. That's that's about ninety miles and thirty-six thousand feet of vert in less than twenty-four hours. He did it in you know ten minutes, less than twenty-four hours. Uh, I would like to put a challenge out there that if anybody thinks they can do more than fifteen, uh, good luck. You'll buy him a Prius. I I, I would. <laughs> I'd at least buy him Ronalds. You know, I'd buy him McDonald's for a week. Uh, it it was impressive, and even more impressive is Jose Cruz. Oh, also yeah. from there, he did fourteen um and then on the women's side sylvia greer always uh, can just crush did 11 laps and then down in salt lake they had a little bit rougher conditions i think um not near as nice um joe grant who ran away from ogden for some reason maybe he heard ian was going to do 15 and (laughs) and decided to go down to salt lake um but joe grant did 10 um and chris natalie uh, on the women's side also did 10 or no not on the women's side that sorry he did 10 as well, just in a lot longer of a time than Joe. And then Katie Brown did 9, and Shalise Morgan did 8 in the 24-hour. In the 12-hour, Jimmy Elam pulled off 7, and, and Luke Nelson did 6, a friend of the show. And... Yeah, those are just some of the numbers that I have here written down. I don't know if you had anything else to add. I just kind of got a little long-winded there. No, I mean it
0: was it was fun to volunteer. I think, but the highlight of the day for me is we put up a big tent at like 4 a.m. and I think it was probably close to 5:30 and I'm standing there. I did the red the runner check-in yeah. for the people that didn't pick their bibs up yet. I'm standing there. It's dark. Some guy comes walking from a car. He's walking over towards me, you know, and I'm yeah. like, "Okay, cool." And he stops right in front of me, literally like five feet in right in front of me. Makes eye contact and starts zipping up his, putting a jacket on. So I'm looking at him like I don't know really what to say. You know, it's dark. I'm not. I'm like, <laughs> I just looked I at this person this and I said, "Pretty cold this morning" because it was really cold. And he's like, "Yeah, it is." Stat, another awkward moment of silence and they walked off and I was like, okay, cool, whatever. You know, like there's a lot of people, so I didn't know who it was. About 15 minutes later, I walk over to the tent where the aid station was and the clock and everything. I think it was after the race, the 12 hour started. And I looked over, and it was Joel. Yeah. No, I, I – <laughs> I looked at Joel. I'm like, that was you that stood in front of me? I was like, yeah. I'm like, why don't you say
1: something? I'm like, I did not recognize. He shaved well, his whole face. Yeah. I'll he def- had his glasses on. I'll defend you because the same thing happened to me. I I pull I walk in, and we, we got there like five minutes before, and we're I'm hurrying and trying to throw my spikes on. And, and Joel comes up and says something to me, and I, I was like, do I – do i know you because he like had a big coat on and his face it was like was covered. barely showing yeah. and then it's like oh joel and i i felt kind of bad too but he was incognito he, he was totally in disguise was. Yeah. yeah
0: and i felt so i mean because i'm i was so
1: uncomfortable because i'm not good at meeting
0: people and yeah. so i just know there's a guy standing in front of me and i'm like man i try in my head okay small talk i got none you know and it about was our, that weather yeah so, so I'm, like, I'm like it's pretty cold huh yeah because <laughs> it was he's like yep and he walked you know a couple more awkward moments and walks off but i kind of blame joel too because he didn't say anything to me either and he knew it was me yeah because i'm more recognizable he must have just thought you were having a tough morning or something i don't know maybe and we were, had a good kick out of it over yeah. then. and then someone else uh, uh someone uh, amy another friend of the show she comes over and she goes oh my gosh Joel, i didn't recognize you and Jill's like, oh yeah, and she looks, she goes, oh hey Eric, it's me, it's Amy. I'm like, yeah, I recognize you by your face. <laughs>
1: and everybody started laughing, you know. And I'm
0: like, no, that's what I'm going to use going forward. It's like, yeah, I recognize you by your face, you know. Yeah, like, I just couldn't tell Joel, but anyway, it was a great, it was a great time. And I hats off to uh, Tara and Sherilyn here in Ogden for putting that one on because oh, I know it was perfect again that race directing side and, but not to that level of detail of all these different races starting at these different times and then the volunteers. Um, awesome. I I know I was there when they were they hiked a tent up to the top for the aid station. It wasn't it was, just a tent; it was yeah. like a castle. Yeah, but it, the wind was blowing so hard they couldn't get it set up in the yeah. morning. There, they're just up there freezing. It was minus degrees with the, with it was, the wind up there. It was cold, uh, but you know, hats off to everybody. I think it was like over thirty thousand dollars raised um, yeah. between that and
1: the, the climbing um, the next day. So yeah, it was it was a great event, and here locally it was ran great, and I'm sure in Salt Lake it's always it always goes off great. It's it's an incredible event, and thanks to all the volunteers that were out there uh freezing cuz it was not Dude, uh, I was it was cold. not warm and I don't get cold and I was yeah, cold I think it was around. 17 at the base when yeah. we started you yeah. know and so I it was it was freezing
0: yeah we were putting up the big old canopy with all these poles and metal on your hands and then you and take your, your gloves and off and then you put them back on and it was it was cold but yeah. it, it was a good time um unfortunately I was going to come back and run at soccer practice and then I'm trying to get my home sold and that kind of took over um the rest of the day. So
1: that's why I wasn't able to make it back. You just didn't want to make Mike feel bad when you did six laps in six hours. Well, he's
0: moving to France. Yeah. You wanted right? to let him have that yeah, way before he leaves He's going away. President. Yeah. Mike, just take just, it. Mike. just Take it Ambrose. I mean, I, cause if I'm in, I'm in, I'll For go sure. full bore. I mean, I would've got a solid lap and a half out. I'd probably still be at top of mainland's waiting to come down four days later. They had a sled up days. there. Well, I would've been up there sledding. all I'd have been that guy. Yeah. Right? I, I wanted to be that guy. I'll <laughs> tell you what. Um, all right, so what else we had? The other big one um, over the weekend that we talked about a little bit with—I uh, wouldn't say surprises that we talked too much about—but the uh, TerraWare Ultra Marathon um, in New Zealand um, had uh, some big names at the race. Yes, it did, and it was kind of fun to see a little bit uh, in the 160k, which is 100 mile. Yeah, but they... it's in New Zealand, so they do the. The Ks instead
1: of the miles. Yeah, they even called it the miler. They were calling it the miler on, okay. their, on their Twitter feed so okay. for the 100 miler, even though it's 168K or whatever it was. Um, but the winner was Jeff Browning, just still crushing things, man. I, I And I'll tell you what, he's been working
0: out without a shirt, posting pictures without a shirt on. And, yes, he was. <laughs> he's uh, he's a young
1: man. He, he young, is. He's
0: a young 48. Man. He, uh, he he's looking good, but uh, yeah. Jeff came away with the win in 1618, um, which is he won the you know he he won that second place for the men was Grant Guys 1924. Third place was Akio Uno. I'm not gonna say Uno because there's an E there in 1951. But it was a, they duked it out for a while. Yeah. First and second, Camille Heron was uh, leading the charge, and she finished second overall. Yeah. First female in 1720. Um, Katie Wright was second female, 23, so about a s- little over six hours behind. Just Camille. a little behind Camille and Leslie Park, uh, 24. So, and even the men's side, Jeff Browning, um, he had a three over three hours on the second place men. Yeah, um, and I think both those were course records. Jeff they, Browning and Camille's. Times well, and that's are both I think course records. Yeah, and I think what they talked about is that you, the course used, and again, we all the races are getting this way, yeah. but now there's a new
1: course or a new start. They had to reroute it or yeah, something. Reroute it, so yeah. But that's pretty pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, From what I saw, it looked like Jeff and Grant maybe took a wrong turn early, yeah. and were chasing all day. Um, and but Camille is just a rock star, total rock star. So she's coming off and she, like the week, two weeks before she wrecked her car, got flipped upside down yeah. and
0: everything else. So. Well, she doesn't care. No, she's she's, she's awesome. just going to go out and win, go out and crush. And then the other one we'll talk about is the 102k, which is uh, not 100 miles. It's 102k. Um, that one, uh, the overall winner uh, on the male side was Reese Edwards in 8:22. Cody Reed took second in 8:29, and Harry Jones—that's one of my new favorite names again. I have a you, Patty O'Leary yeah. is my favorite all-time name. I think Harry Jones is going to be you no—he's know, number two. He finished in 8:30. On the women's side. Another familiar name, Courtney DeWalter. Who's uh, she? Does she ever win? She's she she's ran a few times. Yeah, I think she's kind of new. Uh, she ran in 9:28 for the women. Stephanie Austin 9:49, and another name finished third in 10:39. Angteleek. A N G T L I Q U E is the first name. So let's try that. Angteleek. and the last name is P L A I R E, and. I'm never trying to mispronounce names, so I'm way off, and that's not on purpose. I'll let you know if it's on purpose. Um, but yeah, a couple of those. That race jigs looks super cool. It does. Like the photos with uh,
1: with Jeff with the, the natives there, you know, doing oh yeah, their, doing their the haka dance. Yeah, how cool would that be? It'd be way cool. Man. It looked awesome. And then up note too is Courtney, Wal- Courtney De Walter. Courtney DeWalter also was ninth overall, so top ten overall. Um, just crushing. It's gonna be a big. I I, I just hope that they can both that Camille and Courtney can stay healthy and at some point this year give us a showdown. That'd be uh, fun. I, I think it'd be awesome at like Bigs Backyard to see both of them just go and go and go. What if we somebody do just an invitational race where they did interd- like they the top ten?
0: That's what. Okay, here's the here's the new race that Trail Manners is not putting on. It's the Ultra Runner of the Year voting race so the top 10 men and the top 10 females will race and that the voting comes out what in say january so it'll be a march race yeah and somebody will do it and it's all expenses are paid for the runners right to do this race it's going to be it'll be a 100k what kind of course would they do it on it's going to be a 100k similar to i don't know let's say
1: 18 to 20,000 feet of vert. Okay, on so 100 K. so legitimate 100k. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's pretty big. That's like tushers, right? Yeah, it's pretty I big. I mean that's stout. That's, that's that's what I want to see. It'd be technical. It'd be a it'd be a good test.
0: And so that would be 20 runners only. Yeah, that's it. So top Ooh. 10, and they get invited. They go, and
1: it's a race. Yeah, just to, just for fun. It's bragging rights. Right, they could uh they could probably drum up some excitement for that. Yeah, they could probably do something kind of like UTMB did and try to get a lot of it on camera, yeah, or man. like they did. I think I don't know what race it was that I watched Killian running um before UTMB where they had like the whole thing on camera. They had guys on bikes out and like you could watch the whole race if you wanted to Yeah, it. well you'd think they wouldn't be too or, spread out either. Yeah, right, I exactly. Mean, yeah. Of course they would be, at and they'd be some they'd level be racing kind of like a mar- like a road marathon where you get the pack and then the chase pack and I and I mean it'd be. be Okay, That's this is a good. This is a great idea. You might want to trademark that. We come up with that. these ideas. And you we just let people you run came with up it. With that. That's <laughs> so, a great
0: idea. So I think it'd be fun. Yeah, right? for sure. Like if you want to be in the top ten voting, and you get in, this is this is what you do. Yeah. And then, so here's the other flip. So Hoka can sponsor it, and they can instead of a Hoka dance, you can do a Hoka dance. <laughs> the Hoka, <laughs> or the Hoka <laughs> <laughs> the race
1: will be in Pocatello, Idaho. There, there we go, Scout Mountain yep. course. You come up with a 100k, Luke yep. can Luke, run it. Luke can do it. Yeah, there we, we go. Win. We'll call it the Hokey Poke, Hokey Pokey, right? Hokey 100k, can 100k it. North American Championship. <laughs> That's right. There we For go. The Ultra Runner of the yeah, Year award. There we go. God, we killed it on this show. That is a great idea.
0: I'm gonna drop my microphone and I'm walking away. You're gonna to have to finish the rest of this one, person. I think I've done my business here. It's gonna get real quiet, folks. <laughs>
1: it's awkward silence.
0: We've had that on the show before. Awkward silence. Um, let's see what else. Another race we can cover. There's been there was a couple we talked about. Rufa. Um, there's a bunch, but I think one I want to talk about um, is the one that's coming up this weekend um, because it's one I've wanted to do for years and i still haven't maybe next year and i say that every year pretty soon I'll be too old and we'll have to have like a wheelchair division um <laughs> but it's the black canyon and we're saying because it it's a golden ticket race yeah so that's has got to cover it that's 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 what it's all about so the top two male top two female in the 100k um get a golden ticket so some names on the women's side um well i mean you look at casey lichtig she's on there um, she's just coming off a fast JFK
1: at the end of last year and yep. she's just tough. She's getting healthier. It seems like she stayed healthy all, you know, after she came back last year, stayed healthy most of the year. It appeared she finished strong. Yep. So it looks prime for a good race.
0: Um, you've got uh, Hannah green. Um, she's
1: won the bear 100
0: here a couple of years ago. Uh, Yao Wang. She's running it. Um, Denise Barasa. So, I mean, there's some solid women. Against yeah, for sure. Top two. So these are races. I like these golden ticket races when people are going for golden tickets, cause you're going to get fast times people are going to go hard yep, off so the, gonna yeah so they're going to blow up they're going to set course records they're going to have a yeah. pr day and so i really like those um on the men's side i think the men's side is super stacked stacked um deep. just i'm excited for the men's yeah. race. not to say i'm not for the ladies race but i'm gonna pick my ladies
1: i'm gonna say it's gonna be hannah green and casey lichtig i'm okay. going out on the limb on this one hey i i actually like the hannah green pick and mm-hmm. i ran the bear that same year that she won um, super impressive. But to me, the winner is going to be Yu Wang. You think so? Um, last year, she had a great year yeah. over in Europe, running some super hard technical the year before stuff. before, she killed it. Yeah, here. And the year before, she killed it here. Um, I I like her, and I I'm going to go Yu Wang, and I'm I'm going to go Hannah Green as is, is the two gold winners. I think Hannah winners. still is just under the radar, Yeah, and she's kind of a more of a mountain girl. But uh, you know, this is. Anybody, mountain girls and guys can run too. So we'll, it'll be an interesting race. It looks like there, it looks like good conditions so far. I've been seeing some pictures. You know, Denise, she came off. She ran hurt this year. Uh-huh. I mean, she finished fifth. So it's
0: like, did she recover well enough? And did that set her up to crush this one? Even though yeah. it's a different course, right? Yeah, so a different type of race. So, but on the men's side, I mean, there's just so many. I mean, you got Jared Hazen, and here's some names, folks. And this is kind of agent. You know, got Max King, the, the Cody man Jones. Oh, I mean, come on! How cool is that? You throw in Eric Sensman, Chris, uh, Chris Mako. I want Mako.
1: Mako's yeah. already got a ticket, right, yeah. at Bandera. Yeah, he got the ticket, so, but I
0: want to see Mako go for it. Oh, He'll I'm sure guys, he will. And Mac, you know,
1: you know Mako's the kind of guy that could really mess this race up yeah. because he's already got his ticket. And he could really – he's got the speed. He's a 224, 223 marathon guy this year. He's run that. Um, He could really push the pace. And see if he could crush some of these guys. But the problem is, is you got Max King sitting there, who, you know, in his own right, 214 marathon. But it's 100K. Yeah. He's, yeah. Like it's, Max, typically,
0: you know 50k and under he yeah. kills it yeah so does he
1: have the 100k american record though i don't know that's just me off the of spitballing i know that he i, I mean, just he's... i just like the old school like oh the it's the dakotas great. and the max see i'd look so at Dakotas you, old school so still. it's kind of a sidetrack that's about this race did you see we're gonna stir the pot here a little bit really? there was a little feud with dakota and Sensman on on the gram oh, really? on instagram yeah dakota jones on his instagram said flat out that he's going out there to to beat the mustache, to beat the Cowboys. Uh oh. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't make any point. <laughs> there was, there <laughs> was no shortage that. of words. And, and Senseman responded with a nice, you know, middle finger wave on, on the post. So <laughs> we'll go it's, it's, it's going to go down. I Holy mean, I, I, I guess I'm not stirring the pot if it's out there it's, for it's everybody to see. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's it up, the real know? deal. But if, I mean, looking at those names, I mean, Dakota, Jared, Max King, I mean, those guys are so fast. I mean, I I don't know. It's going to be a heck of a race, it's assuming that Jared's healthy, too. Well, so, I think that's a lot going yeah. into it is the health, the weather, um, just the time of year um, that it's going in. Oh, man, I didn't see the – it was good. It was classic. And then ha- about halfway down, Sensman responds to it. I meant to ha- – my phone's in my jacket over on the Oh, other yeah, side here it is. So yeah. here's, here's Dakota's uh-huh. Instagram post <laughs> right here. I just found it. <laughs> if you're an ultra runner long enough
0: – you got to run western states at least once. I think maybe this is the year. But to get in, i got to go top two at the Black Canyon 100K in Arizona on February 16th, which will be super hard. Can I do it? Well, I've certainly been running a lot of roads lately. Honestly, my primary goal is just to smoke Sensman (laughs) Graham because he thinks having a mustache is a substitute for training. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Here's a picture of me getting my ass kicked at Glencoe Sky last year. Let's hope I can run faster. Holy cow!
1: Yeah, he was not scared to put it out there. <laughs> somebody, I think, uh, I think Tim Tollefson somewhere in there says, "Obviously Dakota's just running Black Canyon for fun." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> Jason Slarb commented, "You've totally gone crazy now." <laughs> but I get, I give him credit. Senseman says, "Hey Dakota, clapping birdie finger." There it is. Yep. Um. Oh, and then somebody posted, "Who's Dakota?" Oh, Ooh, that's
1: bad. That's bad. You you got to know who Dakota Jones yeah, is.
0: Yeah, That's what for uh for.
1: Yeah. I think he's just doing Buck Canyon for fun. <laughs> wow. This is gonna be awesome. This is gonna be good. But you know, I mean, you look at the guys there, and I to me, if Hazen's healthy, Hazen's the favorite. Um, and then I I got to go Max King <laughs> just because I I'm a big Max King fan. I'm still hung up on, on this, this Instagram. Instagram. I'm reading. It's like some of Zach Marion <laughs> shots fired. Yeah, you think?
0: <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see how this works out. But yeah, oh. but it's it is different. So we've talked about this on the show before in the past. Is I've been around the ultra running scene for a long time. You know, 15 years. Not necessarily. I've never been a good runner, so I'm not going to throw out there that I've I've done. But I've been around, so I know a lot of the runners personally. I've seen where it's come from from that far, and I know it's yeah. come from further back. But you do see this this trend with social media. And then we did talk about when the the, the Cowboys came busted loose, right? Yeah. Super. Like I would never take anything away. Absolutely ridiculously talented. But it's just a different approach than some of the old school runners. Yeah, right? definitely. Like, you, you do look at a Dakota or, you know, other people that just aren't big on social media. Uh-huh. They just, you know, they just do it. Um, Carl could be one of those people. He likes to stir the pot once For in a sure while. For sure he does. But <laughs> it's just a difference. Like, I don't want to say it's a changing of the guard at all. I'm not saying the runner-wise, but just a different.
1: Uh, just a different style anymore. Yeah, um, you know. With I, running. I think the shift that I've observed in watching just videos from back in the day is guys aren't afraid to say, I wanna win. Yeah. Now. And, you know, before it was just like, hey, let's go have a good run. And, Sandbag. But, a yeah, they were sandbaggers. And, and that's fine. That's their style. But that's why Jim Walmsley rubs people the wrong way. Yeah. Because he wants to win. And there's nothing wrong with no, that. When all. you put in the work and you, I mean, that's your job. I mean, a lot of these, these guys, that list of names, that's most of their them, that's their job is yeah, to run. They're getting paid. And so to say you're going to win, I mean, you ought to expect to win. Um, just like, you know, we talk about our experience with team sports. We expected to win. Um, that's just how it was. And obviously in, in ultra running, you and I don't expect to win no. ever. Yeah. No, it's, it is. <laughs> but it's a yeah, different these mindset, guys, but these guys are in it to win. And I think
0: just with the whole, the, just the shift with social media, with sponsorships, there's more pressure that way as well. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I've never, I've heard nothing but good things about the Cowboys. I've never yeah. met them personally, which yeah. I'm hoping to for sure. But I do also, I'm one of those guys that early on too, when, when, uh, the Europeans were coming, the Euros as everybody said, yeah. came over to start doing things. You know, I was involved with a trail running team, managed a team, and so it's the year Killian came over and something new happened. Yeah. Western is they had he had his camera crew, it got this big buzz, you know, a guy didn't carry water bottles, you know, so everybody's like, yeah. what's going on over here? Well he that was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: he, he, learned that. he did learn. But
0: and I've told this story before and I'll be the first one to admit it. I didn't wanna like Killian. Yeah. Because at the time I was like the Pearl team manager, so I was all Pearl Azumi runners mm-hmm. and, and then we have him coming over and doing what he was like, Oh man this guy, what's he doing? What's he thinking? Let's get Solomon out of here. Yeah. And, yeah. And the funny thing is I met his crew first because I was – it was the year it had, like, Nick Clark, and we had a bunch of our fast Pearl runners at the front. Yeah. And so – and that's where Killian was. So my crew for Pearl hung out with the Solomon guys, yeah, yeah. and the Solomon guys were not very nice people. Okay. They were from –
1: They were serious. Europe. Yeah.
0: They were serious. We tried to do small talk. They weren't in it, and then mm-hmm. they started talking – French to each other. We're yeah. like, all right, what he's saying. Yeah. They just weren't as friendly, right? And so it's like rubbed me the wrong way. So it's like, okay, this Killian guy, I, th- I met him at two aid stations, mm-hmm. just on accident, really. Yeah. He was there, I was there, and he t- started saying something to me, right? But uh-huh. it was super nice, and I'm looking yeah. at him like, gosh, dang it! And then after the race, I yeah. met him, like, all right, dude, you're like salt of earth kind of yeah, guy, super yeah, nice just guy, super good guy. But again, I think with the social media stuff, it just uh,
1: that's interesting. I'm glad you showed me that. Yeah, with no. It's uh, To me, it was uh, a highlight of the week on social media. And I think sure. maybe it's just the clash of those styles, yeah. you
0: know, I think is more what it is. Um, and and not I know that anything is right well. or wrong, yeah. right? But if you're
1: going to bring it, you better bring it. Well, right? I mean, you, you yeah. throw it down like Dakota yeah. has well, done and, now. And Sensiman wrote an article that I read. I, I don't know where it was. Um, he was like a guest author. Um and he's he said that he's in it to win it too. Yeah. Like he's running Black Canyon to win. And so well, I think you, you, you know have to. You have to go yeah. like we were saying, you gotta go into it with that mentality.
0: Especially when there's a, a ticket on the line regardless if you're in or not. I, I think at that level, I think it's different. It's I'm not saying they don't run to have a good time, but they're yeah. there for a reason, whether it's you know, training thing and I need to go this time or whatever. But yeah. when you're like like Zach said, shots fired. Yeah. Dakota threw it out there. For sure. So now the pressure kind of falls on him a yeah, little bit too. So for sure. it'll, it'll be interesting. It'll be a, a great watch yeah, on, for on sure. Twitter. <laughs> I can't, that excites me. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't have a horse in the game. Yeah, know? So I'm like, exactly. this, this excites me. Yeah. Um. All right. So
1: we got any more races? Um. Not, well, kind of. Okay. Right. So something that was huge on social media, I got to give this guy a shout out because another good guy in the sport. But if anybody followed what Wardian did yep. over the last, I guess it was, it's been four days or so now um 3 days since he finished but he was part of the world marathon challenge which was 7 marathons on 7 continents in 7 days and he won every race his average time was under three hours, um, average. He had one or two that were over three hours. I think one was in Chile because it was super hot. It was one chili. was in, yeah, it was not chilly. It was, chili. It was <laughs> like chili pepper hot. Um, and Spicy. then the, the other one was in Antarctica where maybe it was cold. I don't know. <laughs> Jumped the Tauntaun yeah. midway. And so, uh, so those were two of the slower ones. And then after he finished that, he went home. And uh, did three more marathons in three consecutive days, all under three hours. His last one on the tenth day in a row was uh, the fastest. I think he ran like two forty. Um, and this is two weeks that he started this two weeks after running hurt and finishing in the top ten at hurt. Yeah. and just a nice guy out there at hurt, always saying hello. um he I think he got a kick out of my purple jazz hat. <laughs> um, he's you know just a nice guy. and I mean, think how tough that is. To go 10 straight marathons and your average for the 10 straight be under three hours, um, I mean, that is incredibly huge. And it's inspiring. Uh, I can't believe that he was able to, to do it. Well, I can because he works hard. But.
0: Well, it's the thing. If you watch on, like, even Facebook, he'll post some of his workouts. Oh, yeah. And he's really in tune with his body. He his recovery, getting it ready for the next one because, I mean, it's kind of – again, I'm not, comp- you can't compare runners anymore. It's mm-hmm. everybody's different, it's Killian-esque in what he yeah. does and his, his way he does his things, regiment. right? Because yeah, he, he, it's almost like he got stronger as it went by. Mm-hmm. And it's, to me, it's like, it makes me nervous for him too. Right? Yeah. And like, they know who they are, but it's like, what? what's your breaking point? Like, yeah. L- like breaking,
1: not like slow down point. But well, like when are you going to break? You know? know, I think his secret was after every race, he did a Fortnite dance because his sons told him that he had oh, yeah. to. So I've he, did, he did some <laughs> terrible dancing. He's a much better runner than yeah. he is a dancer. But, uh, you know, I think that's the key to his success was the Fortnite dance. I'm going to have to figure out what Fortnite um, is. It's, a, it's some game that the kids play on, the X play or something, whatever so, it's called yeah because when i play box
0: when i was up in bellingham last year um i stayed at jeff with jeff hart um graciously let me stay with them and his son had a Fortnite and so i was asking him i'm like what's Fortnite?" and he says dad can i show him (laughs) jeff's like yeah i'm like i want and i watched him play for like an hour
1: did you and i'm like just going around killing people i'm watching
0: it go i'm like i just don't get it yeah i guess right like i understand pac-man yeah right but I was watching it. It's like, yeah, you chop this down and you build this and you shoot this guy and you drop and you go to this island and there's 100 people. And I'm like, and everything happens so fast, my hands don't work that yeah. fast.
1: Hey, but if you want to play Mario Kart.
0: Yeah. I'm all games. See, with that's Mario even Pat, Kart. Like, you walked in yeah. and said, You got an Atari? Yeah. I'm like, Yeah, man, I got Pac Man, Asteroids, Pitfall,
1: Frogger. I kill those games. All day. One button, Hey, but joystick. as soon as I've got to, like, have strategy, come on. Yeah, i like, Whoa. As soon as they introduced, like, three buttons, I was done. I couldn't remember. <laughs> a, A. What do you mean A? Hit A. Oh,
0: my gosh, you know? Yeah, I'm out. So Yeah. But yeah, that was super neat uh, with Wardian. He's always, I don't know. It, I love people like that, like Killian, that just do different things, pushing yeah. themselves, but in a, in a healthy way. Yeah. You know, it's
1: not, you know, pe- people are, I don't know, do it the right way. With a good vibe. Yeah. You know, yeah, we're I talking think. about the competitive side, and then you look at what these guys do, and they compete at a super oh, yeah. high level, but they're just super mellow guys. Yeah, I think that's yeah, awesome. It is.
0: Um, so let's uh, talk about a few other things. So first I want to... Uh, I asked people on my the last one about a rating system for the gear reviews because I've got some gear lined up. Um, I'm looking to start this in March. Is doing our new gear reviews on YouTube. I've got some gear lined up, ready to go. i got some shipping to me on order. Again, I'm paying for all this stuff. I'm not being sponsored. So it's really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Non-biased. So like, I need a rating system. Okay. And some people, I've got a few people that messaged me, and they're killing it. Okay. Um, Emily. I'm going to say, Emily... I know you listened to the show because you emailed me or you messaged me, but she's, you need a marketing job. This, this She's got it dialed in. Okay. She, she had these great ideas, and I'm not going to spill them yet because it's going to be an unveil. I'm not saying whose I'm using because I'm still thinking about it, but uh, Logan had a few, so I'm still working on that. So if you have some rating styles that like aren't it. stars, I mean we've had people say do cheese curds, right, Okay, which is good. Um, there's been like distance in running, like this is a 100 mile. So I'm just thinking of ranking, like, Mentally, it's like a five-star thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, what can that be? So I'm That's still working on that. But thanks for people that are sending that way. I like the the approach um, that everybody's given me for that. Um, next up, um, let's talk a little bit. Um, let's not kill it today. Um, speaking of turtle, though, um, as I mentioned last week, he's our new sponsor for the Woody Footies, which uh, hats are on order. I'm working on a finalizing logo for that, so we can make those super cool. Preston was the guest host today, so I let him pick. The Woody Footy winner. It was a lot of pressure. It was. As he didn't know till he showed as being up. The guest host. I, was, yeah. I said, "Here's the laptop. You are the guest host. You pick Woody Footy." So he picked Quentin Barney uh, running in Littlefield, Arizona. Uh, so we'll be using that that post uh, that picture for the post Just this week. Looked, looked warm. It did Looks look nice. warm. There wasn't snow in it. There wasn't six inches of slush. Yeah, which is always nice. Yep. Then um, we'll jump over quickly to Strava because we do have a couple Ask Trail Manners questions on Strava. Topping the distance, the runtime, and the vert was Trevor Metting, 202 miles distance. Run time was 65 hours, 32 minutes, and climbing was 45,000 feet. Wow. Looks like he ran the Franklin 200 down, yeah, in, down Texas. in Texas. Um, and Preston, you were second on climbing. Whoa. 26, 709. Yeah. Um, so good week uh, to be on the show. Heck yeah. I planned it that way. That's how you dialed it in. <laughs> um, all right. So let's go with... Um, Again, um, throwing it out there. Again, we're going to put some articles up still. So if anybody has some ideas for those, uh, let me know. We're looking for some ideas and some guests, writers on that. Um, and now we'll jump right into Woody. Or, uh, I already did that. Let's do uh, Ask Trail Manners. So we have two questions. Uh, the first one, Ask Trail Manners. I'm in need of some good mantras. Um, a 48 hours. So he's running a 48 hour race in loop, and I'm going to need probably need more than one. And this is from Dave Loopy Stevenson, listener from the show. He's doing a 48 hour event. He's asked us questions in the past. So he needs some good mantras. So post for sure some good mantras because I'm all about it. And I'll give you some of mine that I do. Um, obviously, Now Go Get It is one um, that I always always have in my head. And I think it's good. Like he wants more than one, which I think can be. I think you should have like your go to. Yeah. And then some ones that you can just pull out of your hat. Yep. Um, I've got Take Chances which is one of the first ones I ever heard running by my friend Brian Fisher in Colorado um, before a big race. He said, don't forget, take chances. And I've always loved that one. That's a great um, one. And so that's one I've kept in my in my, my quiver for 12 years easy. Um, you got this, which can also be an I've got this. Um And I always like to say it's the celebration. The race is the celebration of all the training you've done, the early morning hours, the weights, the massage, the injuries, being away from your friends and family. So I said this is the celebration to try and get my head in that happy mode. Um, just get it done. That's kind of sometimes at the end of the race, just get it done. Sometimes you just don't want to walk. I just think to myself, okay, miles a mile if i walk or i run which is faster so i try and get that running when i can for sure Um, another one that i've really embraced um, lately is i choose the ending today so i just think in your head you get to choose how your day ends like that's your choice no one else can do that for you so it's kind of like your goal you get to choose what ending you have Um, sometimes i say something out super loud too like just to get me pumped, especially yeah. when no one's around. Like if Phil Lowry's around, I don't because I don't want to make him mad at me. <laughs> just shine your light. In the yeah, night. shine his light. Um, or rub some deodorant on. <laughs> no, but I sometimes I'll say something really loud just to kind of get my like, especially when it's dark and I'm yeah. to getting tired. Just yeah. to kind of wake myself up, give me that little push. And then another one I do, um, I know a lot of people do, and you can find your own words for this, but I always start something with "I am," um, just to kind of in your head like "I am strong, I am fast, I am tough, I'm gonna finish." you know, I am the answer to the problem, whatever it might be. That's the other ones I like to use. So if you have some good ones, I love hearing them because everybody's creative, but I think those are my, I think take
1: chances now go get it. Um, and I choose the ending today. I think those are my go-tos. What yeah. Do you, what do you, what do you, so, see so the one I've with? been using lately, cause the last two races I've done have been grinder kind of races. Um, so I just, I, I tend to get in a hurry and you know, like Dave, I follow him on, on Strava or not on Strava on Instagram. Yeah. So I see his posts and you know, it's going to be a long time. 48 hours is a long time. So I always just try to think, just settle in, you know, when things were getting hard at RUFA, it was just settle in, just settle into a a rhythm that's comfortable. And, you know, when things get hard, just settle in and it'll get better when things are, you know, you just want to settle into something that you can, that seems attainable. So that's, that's been my big one lately and it hurt and didn't work out too great there. But when I was not sick, um, it did work, you know, just settle in, be comfortable. Um and and things will get better. So I like that one. It's another good one. Um. So yeah, if you have any out there, um, love
0: to hear them. Posted on our Facebook post for the episode, and that was uh from our good friend Dave. Dave, good luck. We know you're gonna kill it because that's just the that way. down at
1: jackpot that he's yeah doing that. and yeah. he puts so much work in. Yeah, it's your celebration for sure. For sure. And um, you'll get it done.
0: Yeah, you'll get your hundred miles. All right. Next one is from here's the second and last. Ask Trail Manners. Trail Manners has pushed me over the edge. Listen to the podcast for too long and I am making questionable decisions. <laughs> first of all, that makes me super happy. <laughs> Good decisions. Now I signed up for my first 50 mile and need some help with drop bags. What is the best type of bag to use and what should I have in them? Thanks and wish me luck. This is from Darcy in Pennsylvania. Awesome. So, Darcy, through trial and error in my early years, and I'm not, this is what I do. Again, this is. Ask trail manners, not ask what's the best decisions. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This this is what I use. Dry bags. Um, First few races, I use drop bags. I just use like normal, like almost like cinch sack type bags. Yeah. And one race got really rainy and they didn't Mm -hmm. have them under anything. So I went to put my dry shirt on and it was a lot wetter than the shirt I had on because everything was soaked. Yeah. Um, So and I had an extra pair of socks in there that were soaked. So I use dry bags just like you're going kayaking. They're a great size. Um, They hold tape well when you label them. I have the same ones I've used for probably eight years now. So I use dry bags, different sizes, depending on what I'm going to put in them and where I'm going to put them. But that's the ones I always go with. Uh, And I always try and put colored, like if I have a yellow drop bag, I'll put orange um, tape on it Uh so it's really recognizable. I know some people will put, like, string around it, but if you can recognize it, most of the time, aid stations are to help you, and they're organized, but I've absolutely been to them where it hasn't been. You're kind of looking over, and if, yeah. it's a, if you have a black bag with gray tape, you're in trouble. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I always try to make mine stand out. So I usually do like a yellow dry bag with orange tape on it with my name and, and everything else. So
1: what do you use for drop bags? So uh, depends on, on what I'm doing at the race, right? Yeah. So if I'm going to have crew, uh, or I don't think I'm going to need change of clothes, like you know, Squaw Peak last year was 80 degrees. And perfect. I knew I wasn't going to need new clothes. It wasn't going to rain. So I did just Ziploc bags, um, like the gallon Ziploc baggies, and with the, the real, like, zipper tops yeah. so they stay shut because they're waterproof. And so I just put nutrition in there. That's the kinds of things that I put in for a 50-miler um, where I'm trying to go a little bit more quickly. Um, I, I premix my whatever electrolyte drink I'm going to have so it's ready to go. It saves me some time. It's nerdy. But I, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I've used there um if i'm not going to have crew and i need to pack more clothes something that i found really helpful is totes like plastic yeah. totes like it, it hurt We went to Costco and bought three totes and then returned them after the race. Um, (laughs) So that's you. Yeah. (laughs) Because uh, I I wasn't going to get them on the plane. And I was, you know, so that's. Just don't get them dirty. Hey, we didn't get them dirty. But yeah, so those, uh, you know, I've used totes in the past because they're waterproof and, you know, you can fit a little bit more into them. Mm -hmm. And they are easy to pick out because people usually have just the black drawstring bags. So those are the two things I've used and they both worked fine. Um, so, you know, if, if you want to go simple and cheap, maybe not the best for the environment, but just Ziploc bags is what I've used. And so what I do with my, my, my dry bags is I put
0: Ziploc bags in them. So Uh like one will have my nutrition Ziploc inside. One will have like maybe socks or whatever. One will have my squirrel's nut butter or Uh whatever. And so I have them. So when I pull it out, I know what bags, which, yeah. And the good thing about Ziplocs, you can always use them. Like I have some of my yeah. closet that I've had for two years, mm-hmm. but they still work. Yeah. And they're perfect size. So that's what I do is just to keep everything separated. And so I think that's that. And then as far as what you put in them, Darcy, what I've learned too is you got to mix it up. So if you know this is like a go-to gel for you or whatever your nutrition is, do some other stuff because when you get to your aid station, you get to your drop bag. Sometimes you're not in the mood for the same thing. And so you want something different. Um, so I, I try and mix it up a little bit depending on the race. Some races don't let you have too big a drop bags either. It's like size things or where they're at. So, I usually will throw more than I know I'm going to need in a drop bag because you don't have to take it with you. You can just leave it there. So I put more nutrition in than I know I'm going to need, but I really mix up the variety and flavors um, just because you never know what you're going to want and feel like. And I do it on all my drop bags. So when I collect my drop bags when I get home, I usually have tons of stuff to put away, but I always overdo that. I'm not a shoe and sock change guy. Um, I was early on, and I didn't really see a huge benefit for the way my feet handle it, so – I've never really done shoe and sock changes, Yeah, and And I've always been the same shoe guy, so I know some people would say, oh, I ran it the first 80 miles in this, and I threw on this shoe because it's more of a cushion for the end of it, and I know people do that. So a lot of it's just whatever you're used to using and used to doing. Uh, Again, I don't know what race you're doing, but if it's coming up soon, too, in the spring, You know, clothing is something always nice to have. You know, in drop bags, whether it's an extra shirt, an extra jacket, an extra gloves, um, you know, whatever it might be, just in case. And you don't have to use everything, and you you just make sure you pick it up at the end. So, as far as what you put in them, I would say go more nutrition than you need, and apparel. You know, know what your weather is going to look like, and and the great thing too is you can put stuff in your bags that you had on. So if you start with a jack and headlamp, just throw it in your throw first in, drop yep. bag. so you don't lose it. Yep. Yeah, and don't just don't carry too much. That's always a big mistake, is carrying too much stuff with you. So I think for me, type of bags we talked about, and then what should you put in them, I think that's personal preference, but just put more in than you know you're going to use. If you say, oh, okay, between this stretch and this stretch, I'll use three gels, put seven in there. Yeah. You know, and, different, and
1: variety, because you pull in, like, oh, that one sounds
0: super good.
1: Exactly. And this, I just, I echo exactly what you just said, Eric. I mean, just stuff that you know you're going to like but maybe some stuff that you don't use every day just to change it up is, is a great idea. And you know what you like to eat, right? I mean, we're not that's not a nutrition advice uh, question. It was a drop bag question. And, I mean, but you got to have enough nutrition to get you from aid station to aid station, always have more mm-hmm. and and just, you know, clothing, whatever. You, it's all it's all optional. I'm not a shoe change guy. Yeah. I wasn't hurt though because it was terribly muddy. And I had to change shoes. Yeah. But that's the only time I've ever done it. So you're just being prepared. Yep. You know.
0: And I always just think that, look into it before you go in. And just, I think the last thing to absolutely remember Grab your drop bags after the races. Yes, <laughs> because sometimes you just you don't forget. don't want to be you don't want to be going to John Bozon's no. house to get
1: your headlamp because you forgot your drop bag that you put your headlamp in.
0: And if you use stuff that you don't want back, maybe that's different. But I want my dry bag back. Yeah, and I usually got all kinds of fun stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Um, and sometimes you know you just throw some stuff from the aid station into your drop bag and take it home with you. Oh, hey, <laughs> I, I've never
1: done that. <laughs> take a handful of Swedish
0: fish, so you know
1: you have them hey, Sunday I had to the try race. some of those spring energy gels. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, oh. We have seven of those. Oh. <laughs> that's what I paid for twenty-five goo rock cans. <laughs> I need that old box, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, so
0: I hope that helps. So, um, Dave, good luck and thank you. And Darcy, thank you so much um, for listening to the podcast. And don't uh, you can thank us on how well you do just because we we pushed you over that edge. I think that's really it. I just wanted a couple shout-outs. We increased our Patreon users to 19, yeah, yeah. so Woo-hoo. two from last week. Um, well, three, really, but Sharon uh, and Matt, um, that counts as one because they're together. Thank you so much. Um, I can't wait to see you guys again. Carly Flandro, she was another one that jumped on, so we got two this week. So we're up to 19. Our goal is 50. Um, Almost halfway there. Getting close, but we have different goal sets, but 50 would just be... Absolutely bonkers. But thank you so much for everybody that support us, uh, the, the Trail Manners podcast, and what we're going to be doing forward with the Patreon account. Um, if you're interested in doing that, it's patreon.com backslash trailmanners. And seriously, I know this gets said all the time, but literally every dollar helps. So if it's 2 bucks a month, that is that is fantastic and absolutely much appreciated, so thank you for everybody that's done that and i'll say a special thanks to Preston this is the first time we've done this I appreciate you coming on it takes a lot of pressure off me thanks helps for our listeners me. mix it up a little bit um so thanks for make, taking the time to come and uh do this single track session with us
1: yeah it's a great opportunity hopefully everybody liked it yeah we'll have to do a poll yeah and say, do a should we, poll. should we invite
0: him back again someday
1: thumbs up or a
0: like A smiley face is this and a, this is a heart as we love it um but no seriously thanks for coming on the show um and, and to you too Preston. thanks for the support you've always given the trail manners podcast and all the ways too you're also a patreon supporter so we thank you for that and again, folks, when I say we, I mean all of you as well, because I, I still am not gonna say I anymore at all. That's too hard for me. So it's still we with the trail manor. So thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed the single track session. Hope to have a show for you on Tuesday. Sorry you missed this last Tuesday. Had some personal things with the house and a few other things we don't need to get into. Um, but we will be back. I have some great guests lined up and we're getting booked out through the spring, which is super nice. So Preston, thank you. Thanks for listening to Single Track Session 126. This is Eric and Preston, and we are out.